Welcome to the Kavod Family Podcast. Kavod Family exists for the restoration of families and the transformation of communities. Nothing to do with my uh, fulfillment or <laughs> entitlement or um, what I need out of that. It's, it's provision for my family. I leave every morning because I look at my wife and my son and, and everybody in bed, and it's not even just my immediate there's grandparents, there's uh, grandchildren, nieces and nephews, mothers that that need provision, right? So, so I get up every day. That's that's what my dad taught me. He said he said a man can't be a real man if he doesn't take care of his family. He said other than that, he said you're a boy. He said men, <laughs> men get up every day. Doesn't matter, rain or shine, no matter what's going on, and they take care of their family. Doesn't matter how you feel. He said, you know how many days of my life I didn't feel well. You know how many days I, 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 I didn't, you know, that doesn't matter. That's, that's a caveat to what you got to do today. Because being a man is get up, take care of your family, pay the bills, make sure everybody is all right. And paying the bills is a part. What, what happens now in the world is, is we pay the bills and then, then we leave it there. Yep. You know, we got dads and, 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 and men that walk around with half a goal. You know, Christian families, a lot of times we'll deal with the spiritual stuff and the, the this and that, but then we don't want to do the physical stuff. We don't want to provide. We don't want to work. We don't want to do this. And as men, our calling is both. Our calling is all those things. As a man, it's a difficult task because if I'm there all the time giving you guidance and wisdom and all these things, usually I'm not out there trying to provide. So it's a complicated uh, equation. And you undermine you undermine the very thing you're trying to do spiritually. So let's let's just say on the Christian household, if your focal point is Jesus and God and the Bible yeah. and all these things, but then the very things that he tells you to do in the Bible, you don't do, you don't work, you don't provide, you don't do all these things, you're undermining your greater aim and your goal and your speech and your and your Amen. Your drive for the family. Amen. Like Jesus, his goal was the cross. And it's a it's also a stumbling block to to outsiders. The people we're trying to win, right? The people that we are trying to uh, get on our side, uh, follow God, believe God, uh, all those things. When they don't see, when they don't see Christian men and women walking the walk, that 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 becomes that that uh, that real world application where people say, "Well, walk it like you talk it, man." You you you're telling me you love. You're telling me you're telling me this that this is what this thing is. This is what God is. This is what Christianity. This is what love is. Well, I need to see it. I got people going hungry. I got people that can't pay their bills. They can't provide. Well, what does that, you know, how does that, how does that equate? I'll pray for your brother. You know, it needs to be, it needs to be real life applications. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. It's not fun. You, you know, you, you know, you're running a business. All of us to some degree are involved in that. And it takes sacrifice for us to do, to do, for us to show love and show God's love. It takes a real life application. It may cost me money. It may, it may and, actually and cost that's a, money. And Casey, come on, you're, you're clutch with filling in on my, my paraphrasing Travis scripture. <laughs> but yeah. like when he talks about, I think it's in the New Testament, where like if someone is hungry and you're like, oh, go, I'll pray for you, or they need a cloak, and you're like, okay, yeah, instead of giving it to them. Yeah. But, but Mike, that's exactly what you're talking about. If yeah. your guys need a job, they need a paycheck, take care of their family, and you're like, well, I'll pray for you. Yeah. No, like that's our responsibility if we're business owners if to bring them in and to lead them into that. Listen, if it's in our power, and, and, and my thing is this, is maybe I don't have the job for them at the moment, but I know so many people, it, it, you know, we're, most of the time we're talking about the sacrifices is a little bit of time, 
a handful of phone calls, and really applying myself to fit them in a situation. If I rack my brain most of the time, if I, you know, I look at the man, I try to assess his talents, his skill set. Well, at least he's big and strong. You know what I mean? We can do some physical things. He's super intelligent. He's, he's, or, you know, assess the person. You know, we have guys that, that work for us that are just super talented with clients, good at talking. I yeah, put, absolutely. I put, I put them with the client. You know, I also, I pair them accordingly. I pair him with a guy that's big and strong that doesn't like to talk to. He likes to do, some guys like to do the work, perform the task. Some people like to delegate. Some people are good at at the management and or the billing or that. So it's about honestly, truthfully having good discussions with these men as well. When I, when I bring them in, we, we try not to pull any punches. We have good talks. Okay, what, what, what do you see yourself doing? What can you do? And then l- let's apply it. Let's get out there and let's see what you can do. So you're talking about Proverbs 20, verse 5. And this is what I've tried to really do in my business as well. So what that verse says is the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. So if you, we were to unpack that even further, like we're here to be loved on by God, to love God and to love others. Like that, that that's the mission. Create family, run with that. So when somebody comes in like, hey, I want to work here, it's my job to draw out what that is they're actually saying. It's yeah. like, okay, the vision here is Jesus. We're loving on people. Yeah. What do you enjoy? What are your passions? What are your gifts? What are you interested in? Because what you're interested in, most of the time, it's a gift from God. And yeah. if I can lead you in that and you become good at that, that'll be your livelihood. That'll be your career. 100%. God made us a certain way, and if we can figure that out for one another as individuals, sometimes you don't know it yourself. Sometimes you can go... Um, long time in life and and not understand it. But those are the things you're going to, people are usually most excited about the things they're good at, the things they're talented at. And those things are usually God given. It's the stuff they excel at. And if you can get those and apply them and direct them into a a business or a task or an application, um, man, it just, it's, you see everybody flourish and succeed. Um, Usually money is easy to make that way. It, it, it does tie and work in, a, across, across the vast majority of all aspects, spiritually, physically, monetarily. It does. When you're doing what God wants you to do, you're not just most happiness, but you're also most successful. God put that into you to, to, to make you that way. So Mike's spitting out Proverbs like crazy. So that one he just said was <laughs> Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, And it says, do you see a man skillful in his work? He will not stand, but he will stand before kings and he will not stand before obscure men. So your Amen. gift Amen. that God has given you, if you work it and hone it and give it to him, it will put you in front of whatever you need to survive. I mean, you look at Daniel, he was disciplined. Yep. Even though he went into slavery, went to a different country, he was submitted to God. And the king that wasn't a believer elevated him into a place of leadership. Amen. Amen. I think I think when I usually start this, when I'm when I'm when I go back to Square one and day one, I start to instill in men the, the first principle my dad started to, to, to instill in me. And he was said, why do we do what we do? He asked me that the first day we came to work. He said, he said, we work like we work unto the Lord. We work like the Lord is watching. He said, that's how we do stuff. He said, so that's what gives us the benchmark about everything we do. He said, if we do it like that, he said, we, we come on time, we we do our work well. We uh, we're honest about the time we put down. We 
We admit mistakes. We correct mistakes. We do all those things. So when I'm when I'm starting this, if I'm starting a discipleship program or or uh, a guy that works for me training day one, that's where we usually start. And and I start to asking them that stuff. How do you believe? How how would you do stuff? The other things are: Are you a man of your word? Are you a man of your word when it hurts? My dad used to say that's 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 number that's number two. Number <laughs> two was my dad. Measure. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was being a man is getting up every day, whether you like it or not, providing for your family. But number two is it, 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 are you a man of your word? When it hurts, everybody loves to, 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 to take, take care of things and, and honor promises when it, when it behooves them or when it benefits them. But when I've made a mistake or did something wrong, but I'm going to honor my word and it costs me, will I still do it? Will I stand for it? Because he, you know, he would also say who you are while no one's watching. That's exactly who you are, not who you say you are, who you pretend to be. But when no one's watching what you do on your own, what you do in private, that shows the the um, the ways of the heart. You know what I mean? The, the the measure of a man. So, so guys, good morning. This is Travis Schick with the Kavod Family Podcast. We got Casey with us. Morning, morning Casey. Good morning. And we got Mike. What's up, Mike? How are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Good morning. <laughs> so we are just dove straight into kind of the topic that we've been on the last few episodes, last few weeks. We hit what is a man, what is the purpose of a man, and we kind of left <clears throat> off at that pivotal point of the purpose of a man is to create family. But there's different layers of that. There's different, in a way, priorities of that. And obviously, at the at the base level, of that is to create physical family, like he talks about in Genesis: be fruitful and multiply. Go tangibly make sons and daughters with your wife, like grow your family. But then Jesus raised the bar right before he left, and he said, go make disciples of the nation. So that was a, a parable, if you will, so like a heavenly principle, and he'll give us an earthly meaning behind it. So that way we can grab a hold of the magnitude of this lesson. So a physical family, like me raising my son and my daughter, those are the training grounds and the principles that I'm learning on the fly, whether I fail at daily or I learn some things and succeed. They give me the the lessons and the principles of how I can create a spiritual family everywhere I go, whether that's on the football field, whether it's in my business, I'm getting coffee with somebody, how for me to just truly love people right where they are. So that's what this episode we want to get into. What What is a physical family, <laughs> spiritual family? How do we do that stuff? Yeah, if you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to those last two episodes, they, they really are the, the starting line or the stage for what we're about to talk about. Because here with Kavod Family, we value... We value family, and we value the way that God describes and created family. And so we live in a time and a culture where people would like to take men and women and children and old people, uh, grandparents, and throw them in a pot, mix them up, and call them all the same. And that is not what God has created, and it's not what's most helpful and beneficial. Uh, there, there are roles and distinctions for children that we don't place on adults. There's just... That we just don't place them on adults. There's a responsibility for parents to lead and guide and correct children that is different. Uh, I don't let my children stand there and correct me and tell me what to do. Now, they might, we might have a conversation, and there yeah. might be times I apologize, but, but the way that they learn and grow up to function in this world is by learning to live underneath a parent, that, that father and mother figure, and function in a home that's healthy and successful and happy. Uh, and so we, we want to just run with that. Today, we want to talk specifically about physical and then spiritual family. We believe these two are connected, that they're intertwined. Just like, just like um, 
the Old Testament, you could say, is this picture and this story of God revealing himself through prophets and priests and the law. And the fullness of that was Jesus Christ. Jesus came as a prophet and a priest in a fullness of the law. He was the sacrificial lamb that was spoken about in the past. When we think about family, the physical family that God commissioned or required us to go and create in Genesis 128, go and be fruitful and multiply in the land, that is fulfilled in, in Matthew 28 when we take those children and we make them disciples of Jesus. Well, it's cool in all the Old Testament, he, he sets the stage of the priority of family. Like, I am the son of this, the son of this. Here's my genealogy. You come from good stock because these are your, your parents and what you've done, the value in the tribes and the, the father figures, the patriarchs of those tribes. But then in the New Testament, he sets a narrative. He goes, you are all one, your family, your sons and daughters. Like, he just, he he builds on the emphasis of family on the Old Testament, but then he raises the bar and says, everybody's family. Well, well, every, all, of, all of his, yeah, all of those all of that believers. believe in... Correct. Yeah, he, he draws them to himself, and he has some, some very harsh words for those that do not believe and agree and walk with him. He really does. But the reason why we really wanted to hit this is because I know when I, whenever I was a young man, no one had told me, and I had gathered it from culture from the world, but no one had said, what is success as a, as a believer, as even not a believer? Like what, where's the standard of success? What are you chasing? What is the focal point? And then from that, you kind of maybe get hopefully around some wise people and you see family is like, uh, my grandparents, I'm, I think one was a believer. I'm not even entirely sure because I was so young whenever they passed, but Family was a priority to them. Like the last few years they were alive, they ran multiple successful businesses, traveled the world, had all the things that you would look at in a culture and worldly standpoint as a success. But their last few years, they sat on a porch and talked about their memories and they wanted family around. So whether they were believers or not, the value and importance of family is huge. I had no idea of that. But even if you are around maybe a strong family and you learn that, you could still miss the prize and the bigger picture that spiritual family is where it's at. That's forever. Physical family will die eventually. That will be over. I could raise Reed and he could be this amazing man, successful with money, and he's sweet and kind to his wife. He loves on his kids. And if he doesn't know Jesus, I miss the mark. Right. Have, have, have either of you guys ever read the book, Four Disciplines of Execution? No. Nope. Sean Covey. Uh, it. it it's, it's a great book. It's a book written for business people and business principles, but, but they talk in this book about the whirlwind, just the busyness of life, right? And that is, in large, what consumes all of us. Like, like in large, our mind is focused on, all right, what's happening tomorrow? Do I have the material that I need for the project so the guys can build what they yep. need to build? Like, that's what's running through your brain. What's the schedule? Where are we going? What yep. sports events do my kids need to make it to, right? That's Planning. the whirlwind. There's just the busyness. And he says that we have to get outside of that and start talking about these goals, the bigger goals that we have. And that's kind of what we're aiming at is that we realize we live in this physical world and it's a whirlwind and there's a thousand requirements on you every day. Like even right now, there's a part of you that's thinking about what you have to do later today just to execute and get yeah. through the day. Yeah, knowing I've got like 20 minutes to go get <laughs> class ready. Yeah, but But in that, if you're not connecting with the larger spiritual goal that God has for why that class exists. It's vanity. You, you miss. It's vanity. You miss. Layers of structure. Right. And so, and that's where most of the people are living. They're just living in the rat race, if you want to go down that realm of it, right? The physical rat race of life where they're just 
part of this line and they're executing rather than fulfilling what God has created them to actually do. So we want to paint this picture and then tell some stories of like the focal point is family. The focal point is loving and creating spiritual family and bringing them to Jesus. Because if you look at, and I've said this a million times, but it's, if you can grab a hold of this, it's huge. Jesus left perfection, left heaven and came here. Why did he come here? For the cross. But what was the cross? He was getting his family back. Like we were separated from him because of sin. Family was severed. Reconciliation. Exactly. He came here for family. However, in that, if he just bulldozed straight to the cross and ignored everybody along the way, no one would have cared about the cross. Yep. So he was day by day in the trenches thinking of all the people, loving on all the people, because he was creating family even though he was on his way to die for family. And we want to unpack like the value and that the focal point needs to be family. And then once we've done that, like, how do we do it? Like Jesus loved on everybody daily in the midst of persecution and stress. And they had taxes. Like he's like, yeah, go, go pay to Caesar what Caesar. Like he had all of those things, but he didn't lose sight of family in it. How do we do that? Let's dive into that. Do you want to divide this into two two portions here, or well, let's just do this? Let's talk about the physical first. Uh, and we've talked about this a lot, but men, you are the head of the ship, you are the captain, and and you have to have a vision for what family is. What is lacking massively in our generation? I have a number of of dear friends, beautiful young ladies, that are. Um, in a position to where if there was a strong, healthy, mature Christian man around and was present and wanted marriage, I would, you know, if they fit together and they yeah. loved each other, oh man, like what, I, what I'm suggest- saying is that there's m- there's a need for men to rise up right now and have a vision for family, right? And And that's part of God's mission is that God has called us to be on this mission to build, to work, to execute, to 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 rule and reign and to take dominion in whatever passion you have. That could be you, you've used that in the in the world of fitness, right? You've used it in construction. I've ran construction and worked in that many years and done a lot with Christian ministries and different things. And so these passions that God puts on our heart, we have to execute those and let them flesh out, right? Those have to take place. But if they don't have a, a picture for family. This is serving my family and what God ultimately wants me to build. It's it's a miss. It's it's falling short. Do you, do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. It's like getting married but never going on a date with your wife. Like why? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like get the, married and never enjoy the, the or make... relationships not there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? That intimacy is yeah. gone and it's just yeah. dry and it's just execution. We're going through the motions of our marriage. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that is not ha- fun. That happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> And so uh, we got to have a vision for building family and having children. We talked briefly how, Travis, I mean, you guys started having children early on in your in your marriage, right? Yes. You had them right from the beginning. Immediately. <laughs> right out of the gate. Just for the record, my wife will want me to clarify. We were married. <laughs> and then three or four months later, then we got pregnant. Okay. So, but but you didn't. I mean, clearly you didn't do a lot there to prevent children. You guys were willing to take on that responsibility if that's what God gave you. Full throttle. And those were the cards that you had, right? Yep. And so, <clears throat> I'm on the other hand. We didn't have, uh, we didn't have children naturally. We couldn't have children naturally, and it took us a while to figure out why and to walk through that. And that was a huge, long journey of faith and trust in God and. Many things, but eventually God provoked us heavily 
and put it on our heart to go and foster to adopt children. And now we have six in the home, and that's how we've built our home, right? Man, that's awesome. And, and Mike, I mean, you, you got a little – AJ's like – Yeah, I have one. My wife and Bethany are kind of somewhere in between you guys. Uh, we, we tried for a long time, and, and we're having trouble. We were actually going to go and get uh, some uh, – some uh, some help that way, and and we found out we were pregnant. So God That's bless so cool. us. Yeah, God bless us with our boy, and and man, so we're tickled to death. But, but yeah, I know both of you guys is plate. I wanna I wanna poke at this and get you guys to tell some stories because story. I mean, stories help capture you, and you start to grab the principle before we even say it. So you have your son AJ. Yep. How many guys would you say that work for you? You work with or partners with whatever. That you're basically like big brother pops to. So we got uh, probably, my partner and I probably have about 15 guys that are in and out of our life um, all the time. They're immediately tied to us. Um, then there's a ton of subs, uh, subcontractors besides that. But um, we're, we're every day with these guys. We eat breakfast with these guys. We go to work. We talk after work. We're building businesses, so um, all that type of stuff. So we, we started as they were working with us, but now it's we're transitioning. They're, they're into men and doing their own business, getting them to, to get out on their own two feet. So You take your, your day-to-day job, though. You had said it right in the beginning of this when we were just kind of bantering before you actually started, that you're not a man until you wake up and provide for your family. That's <laughs> You're a boy is exactly what you said, and I like that. That's exactly how I understood it. My my father, I grew up in a in a Christian home, but um, we were also very very blue collar, very uh, regular people. Um, and his understanding was he was raised in a time where where men just got out and got it. It didn't matter um, how you felt. Didn't matter if you were sick. The bills were coming in. You know, it, it it was it's a little outdated, but you know, moms and wives didn't really work because my dad wanted wanted my mom to be able to stay home and take care Love of the, the family. Kids. We had a big family, so um, he understood it that that was it. So, so you grabbed a hold of that at a young age, but now what I think is beautiful is you're raising the bar even more. So, the guys that are working for you, and I'm going to kind of set the stage for you to run with it. You're teaching them that same principle. But then you're paralleling that to the spiritual side. Like men need to get up and work and, and provide and protect. But also like what does that look like spiritually? Like we need to do that even more so spiritually. Well, it's, it's it's your as a man, it's your representation of love and um and and walking God's plan out to your family and to your friends and to your immediate people because it's sacrifice, right? What Jesus did for at the cross there was all sacrifice to to, to bring us all back together. So in a, in a little small way, that's what men are supposed to be doing. You're showing that every morning. It's not fun. It's not exciting. <laughs> it it doesn't usually get a bunch of thank yous. I mean, we even joke at our house like Mother's Day is a big deal. Father's Day not so much. Um, but what it is 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 you're you're showing. You're laying down your life every day, right? Like like Christ loved the church for your wife and for your family. And and your family may not mean your immediate children. You know, Casey, when when you said you, you, you struggled for a long time having having kids and now you have these, family is a is a very broad term. It needs to it be you know, if you believe like we believe and you're in a you're in a Christian walk, then that extends to Everyone I come in contact with, everyone I come in contact with, I want to be able to touch to some degree and show them, even if it's just a smile, opening a door, uh, buying a cup of coffee, whatever it is, 
I'm trying to show that love. I'm trying to express that love and just say, hey, man, we're in this together. We're family. Love you guys. What do you need? What can I do? And I'm here. I'm here to serve. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to teach my guys to to wrap their head around that. We're here to serve. As men, truth be told, is that's our that's our calling. We're serving our families. We're serving our brothers. We're serving one another. And when till we get that on a day-to-day basis and know that that's what we're doing when we leave the house, that's what you were talking about, L- multiple layers of structure. So the overarching goal is love one another, right? Love one another to the umpteenth, build these families. Then there's then there's lower levels of structure in that. We got to pay the bills in that. That's that's a real task. How do I do that? I've got to go out here and I've got to do this, this, and this. So I'm trying to also teach my men how to um, critical think, organize their day. You know, because we have this overarching hierarchy that God has and what we're needing to be doing. Absolutely. But then we have to execute that day. And what does that start with? You know, you, you can't because if you if you're overwhelmed by the things of the world, you know, a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. If you're concerned with all these things twenty four seven, you don't get very far and you chase your tail. So what that means is let's 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 get out here. Let's get our day started. I teach them how to how to how to start the day. I want all the, I tell, I said, boys, we're going to be here all day, eight hours. Every day, we're going to be here all day. (laughs) All in. So get every day, we're all in. It doesn't matter what's going on. So every day, we have to get this. We have to bring back X amount of dollars today. So get everything out. Let's get to work, and then let's come up with a plan. But first, it's, you know, start start with the basics. It's like basic training, and you go to the military. It's like... uh, Layup drill when you're warming for basketball. You name the analogy. These are the basics. Right. Whenever you start something, whenever you want to, when you want to get into to to anything, the first start. I got a guy that that ta- taught me. You know, being at the gym for six months, he would just make me show up at the gym, show up in the morning. He said, "I said, what are we going to do?" He said, "You're just going to be here." <laughs> I said, "What does that mean?" He said, "I'm teaching you that this is every day you're going to be here." That's that's part of the start with work is like you got to know in your mind that every day I'm going to be here. I'm never going away from this. And so. that in the physical prepares the spiritual. And what what does that actually mean? We, that actually means it uh, it teaches your men when they come home, discipline. You're here. Discipline. You're, you're here. not at work. When you come home and focus. The exactly. Other th- the other thing is spiritual focus, physical focus. We need to be tuned in. We have to be dialed in all the time because you know, there's a term uh, multitasking. A lot of times, what it means is we do a bunch of things haphazardly. I believe in there's times, at times of your day, that you have to be laser focused and locked into what we're doing to make this thing happen in this moment. Right to finish to, to finish yeah. this thing and complete something. And and if you can't think about it first, you're never going to be able to do it. So, guys, just a practical application of that because these stories are great, but we don't want to just leave you with stories and you're like, how do I apply that to my life? Yep. So, I'll give you a scenario. Yesterday, from I think I came into the gym at six to record with Casey, and then I left at like close to seven o'clock. Last Last night, my kids were in and out throughout the day, but they had zero just dad's attention time. Yeah. So I got home, showered real quick, and I said, hey, we're leaving. Mom was out on a run with her friends, and they're like, what are we doing? What are we doing? I said, we're going to go play. You're going to be with dad. We're going <laughs> to go play. And we went through disc golf. We went all over the place, chasing disc, laugh, had a good time. And Reed's like, are you good? I said, yeah, buddy. I worked hard today, and I didn't get to give you guys attention. I said, right now, I'm done. I'm 
not answering my phone. I'm all in with you. Amen. So the same principles that you have to do with your work to to make money, to make ends meet, to pro- provide food and clothing for them, Amen, you have to do on the spiritual because it's even it's a bigger necessity. It's well, the same thing. That's another real real critical part of being a man is like some days, some days the execution and the goal is the goal. And some days it's just that. It's people are the goal. And and the love is the goal. And you need to know what you're talking about is spiritual maturity, but also also you know just father maturity. You were able to see into your family's life of what they needed at that moment. It, Discernment. <clears throat> Something that's just coming to me as I'm listening to you guys talk, there, there's a there's a big difference between a father figure that is building and establishing a life that allows for children to come up with him to where you can dr- drag your son to the ball field or drag yeah. your son to the, the work site, yeah, site yeah, right, to the job site, or drag him into the gym and have him work with you well, versus a man that every day a child watches watches him get up and leave at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., and he doesn't see him till 7 p.m., he never knows his boss. He never knows his coworkers. Well, if he... we're if we're raising you, you're hitting right on it, Casey. Um, if we're raising adults, then we need to treat them as adults while they're young. I mean, but you know, they need not, to be able to be to in go. our they, adult they, world. They got to right? be in that life. Like I, I try not to. And and this is this is a slippery slope. You need to be careful as parents. We're we're here to protect our children and guard them for things. And but I'm also trying to prepare him for the world. So I don't want to dump him out in the world at 18, 19, Clueless. 20, and he didn't have any idea of what's going on. Right. I'm trying to prepare him in baby steps, right, in a controlled environment. I want to prepare my son, my daughter, whatever it is, and get micro doses of what the world is and what's going on and, and say, hey, man, this is how we're going to analyze this. So <laughs> check it out. You guys both, some days that you, you get home, what, 8 o'clock at night some nights, yeah. and your little man can't be with you. So what can someone do that can't tangibly change their job right now? They work whatever hours or whatever hours. What are things that you do with your sons, with your daughters, when you do do have them that it's not – they don't get to learn from what you experienced all day. They're at school eight hours. They're away from you. There's still a way that you can teach them what you went through, help them process the feelings and the emotions, parallel that to the spiritual. Like you still can, even if you work a lot. Simple. If, if you if you are in that situation where you can't drag your kid to work and you don't get those hours or you're not homeschooling or whatever, I don't think it's an option. You have to slay the hobbies that you love and the desires that you have that Amen. take you away from the home Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, Amen. whatever it is, that have you gone on a Saturday away from your kids. Kill those dragons and set up hobbies. They may be lesser T- desires. Toge- together hobbies. Exactly. Yep. Like like we had, man, yep. even in my marriage, my, my, my goal growing up was to race motorcycles professionally. I loved it. When Eric came into my life, God slayed that dragon, and I spent my time putting around on courses with her rather than racing because it was about this woman being in my life, right? My dad, dude, I have so many countless memories. When I was a kid, my dad used to put, he used to go on these crazy mountain bike rides. Like he would love to mountain bike ride with some hardcore mountain bikers, like dudes that knew how to pedal. They could climb. This is West Coast mountains, like dudes that could ride. And he drug us along on every one of those bike rides. I remember being on a BMX bike and all these guys are on cross country trail bikes. They're climbing and running and they're far out ahead of us. And my dad is holding onto my crossbar. That's the front of the handlebars. And he's just pedaling and dragging me up hills. Amen. Why? Because he wanted me with him while he was with out doing his thing. Well, what has that taught you spiritually right now for your kids? Dude, that my kids are a part of it. 
Like yep. what, whatever I'm doing, they're in. And and if they can't be in, then I really got to question: Should I be in? Yep. Do, do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like yep. slay th- because the the job and the hobbies and everything that you do are a resource to better lead your well, family. It, it, show, it shows your overarching heart to your family that, that there's nothing that I won't sacrifice and set apart for them. You know, my my golfing, my working out, my uh, this, that, whatever it is I do. And, and there's also an opportunity, too, for you to get in with your family and do the together hobbies, but there's also a training exercise with that. My son has to go do things that I like to do, too. He has Absolutely. to learn how to be selfless and not get his way all the time. And go with dad, right? And, and so, in so that, there's two, there's I'll two keep running things. with the spiritual because yeah. yeah. it's it's like in some ways you're like, oh, dad, just let him do it. They're only a kid for so long. But yeah. if you do that, they're a, they're a man. I'm using quotations. You can't see me, yeah. but they're still processing thinking like a boy. So yeah. whenever they're a father and a husband, but I want to do this. I didn't get to. I worked all day. I, 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 you don't get that anymore. Yeah. You love your family and you do things as a family. Sometimes it's what mom wants to do. Sometimes it is what you want to do. Sometimes everybody loves it. But like your job is to provide that for your family. Nowhere biblically, nowhere spiritually, nowhere does it say, take care of yourself. I, 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 it doesn't, it, 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 it's never there. It's, it's, it's about sacrifice. That's what we're, we're talking about doing. And that's the, that's the thing is, is what, what does all these people, all this, all this, these things we're looking at. What does it mean to me? What is it truly? What what is in my mind, my heart's mind's eye? If yeah. that makes sense. What is my overall goal? And if my goal is my root belief is God, love, family, all these things, then I act accordingly. I, I <laughs> I've got one of my boys. He knows how to get to me. He'll tell me like if I'm in a place where I'm working late in the evening or I'm trying to cram and get something done, and and he knows I'm not letting him in my world. Do you, you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Oh yeah. He'll come to me and be and he'll say this. He'll say, <clears throat> What happened to the fun dad? <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and I, I just I, lost you. I, I just lost put you. down the phone, I slam the laptop or whatever I'm look, looking at, and I'm like, let's go. And to him, that doesn't mean I mean, sometimes that's we're going to the trampoline and we're jumping jumping together. But for him as a boy, a lot of times that's can we just do anything together? Yeah. So we'll be out fixing or or, or yep. mowing or weeding or seeding yep. the lawn or whatever. Yep. And as long as we're together. doing that together, Amen. dude. And and guys, this is natural for us. We're all dads and we're just we're running with the kid analogy, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing with your wife. If you've been busy all day <laughs> and your wife's been busy doing her thing and you come home and you guys just exist next to each other, you're not doing your job. Yep. Physically you're not, because you're not attending to her hearts, her feelings, her emotions, all those things. But even on a greater level, you're missing the mark spiritually with her. And then when you understand, Mike, what you said, everybody, God loves everybody. He wants everybody in the family. Whether you're it's your employees, whether you're at A two eight cafe, I plugged that. There you go, Dave. (laughs) But like you see people and you love them. Like, I can't tell you, I've been in line with McDonald's or something, and someone in front of me has paid my Wait bill. Wait a minute, you can't plug 828 and McDonald's hey, in the same sentence. It's a, you just butchered that for Dave. Get up, get you up. just killed that. No, like, you gotta, don't even you say gotta that. you got to hear this. Hey, the wise <laughs> listen. has their place. Casey, the wise listen and increase in learning, okay? Here you go. So I'm in the McDonald's drive-thru in a rush. This guy in front of me doesn't know me, pays my tab behind me. That was awesome. I'm a Christian. I know what that does. I know I'm supposed to do that. Yeah. Yep. And I don't, I'm maybe he's a believer, but I'm like, yep. dang, yep. that was gangster. And I yep. was like, I'm going to do it now. Yep. But see, that's the thing is like, 
you want to bless people. You see someone sad on the street, hey, how are you? I can't tell you how many people have been like, good. Like, why Why are you asking? Yeah. And I'm like, because I love you. I, yeah. This is a true story. We were at a birthday party, one of the parks in town, and this homeless guy walks up. He smells. He looks rough. And all of the people, this is like family, friends, and they're all like, uh, and they all start turning their back and acting like they don't see him. And I'm like, we just left church, y'all. And y'all are ignoring <laughs> this guy. Yeah. He walks up. And I go, what's up? And he gets nervous, and he's like, can I give your son a this book bag I have? And I'm like, well, let me look at it. Make sure it's all right. No weird stuff in it. No, it's just a camo book bag. I'm like, sure. I'm like, Reed, come over here. Reed was little. And he, Reed said, thanks, and ran off. And I go, how are you? And he, his eyes got like huge. He goes, I'm okay. Why? I said, I'm just wondering how your day is. He goes, you some you some Bible thumper? <laughs> and I was like, no. I mean, I mean, I know I love Jesus, but like, no. He goes, oh, well, why do you care? And I go, because I love you. And he goes, why do you love me? You don't know me. And I said, I don't have to. I said, Jesus loves you. And he, his eyes were like the size of, I mean, grapefruits. They were huge. And I was just like, can I pray for you? He goes, yeah. And I prayed for him, talked about his day. He walked away like he was in a trance of what just happened. But literally, I just looked at him and yeah. communicated with him. Like physically, I teach my son, look in a man's eye when you talk to him. Shake his hand and squeeze yeah. it with with like you have a heart in you, not some dead little sea clam hand, you know? Yeah. And the then what? Dead fish, it, my dad called it. Dead fish, there it is. <laughs> it. But then dead spiritually, fish. you start to see people, and you're like, man, they look down. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. gonna act dumb and maybe make them smile, or I'm gonna check on them. You're talking about authentic, um, just just caring. Uh, you know, being. You know, you could say it, but the reason that went over so big is because that guy knew. He knew your heart. Your heart was. You were worried about him. So guys, we're we're providing you know some silly stories and a thousand foot overview. These next few episodes, we're really going to zero in on some tangible things in the physical family, how to build that. Things that like men, like I know what my son must do to be a man. Can can we before we we close this out? Let's touch base real quick on some of these spiritual things and give just a few more points for people so they they can see how to flesh this out. Does that work? Absolutely. Yeah. Does that does that work? Uh, let me give you one story, and, and I think it will poke at something that you guys pick up. When I was when I was in high school, school one of the first real relationships, you know, girlfriends that I had, um, it was at the same time that I was racing dirt bikes, and we were traveling all up and down the West Coast and doing different things. Well, my 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 personal car that I had that I was driving broke down, and so all I had left to drive to high school was my my van, my box van that we drove. It wasn't a box van; it was a E350 Ford, E350, right? It had just the side windows up in the driver's seat, and that was it. Like, the rest of it was metaled out. There was a fold-down bed in it, and then you stuck the dirt bikes in the back. It was a creeper van, right? (laughs) But it's what I had to drive. And uh, I remember driving over to her house, and we were going to go out to dinner, and I pull up in that thing. And he comes up, and he greets me outside. And he didn't give me this long lecture or, or asks me about it, right? He was so wise and such a good father. He knew I was going to take his daughter out to go get dinner. And he comes up to me. He walks back inside. He sees my van. He walks back inside and comes out and he says, you can take my car tonight. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah, you're going to take my car tonight. And it was that way of a father who knew spiritually how to protect his daughter, right? He could come in and cast vision on my heart on how to do that because clearly I I didn't get it yet. I wasn't there, right? But also, cool, in a physical, you weren't able to do it yet. Right. And he helped. He helped. Yeah. He lifted me up. Yep. 
I have countless stories like that as a young man of older men coming into my life and doing something that, that caused me to think differently about everything, right? And most of these were Christian men. Many of these were Christian men that just provoked different thinking, right? And so when it comes to our children, when it comes to raising spiritual children, like you're, you're trying to develop and foster what Jesus was laboring for so heavily in the New Testament. He comes in and he looks at these men that are fishers or tax collectors or whatever they're doing. They're zealots. They're, biz- they're, just, they're just guys, right? And he tells them, I'm going to make you fishers of men. Like that's what he tells them, follow me and I'm going to make you fishers of men. And he connects them to the mission of God. And so when we're talking about making spiritual children, we're not just talking about creating men and women that are successful at building homes and building families. We're talking about creating this laboring for a heart that longs for God, right? Laboring for a heart that is after God's purpose. There's a, um, there's a proverb Proverbs 23, 26, and it says, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes observe my way. Mm. Think about that as a father. There's nothing you want awesome. more than for AJ yep. to, to, for you to be like, I pray that often. Father, give me the hearts of my sons. Amen. And you want, and you know you have it. You have AJ's heart. Yeah. Like he loves you. He looks up to you, right? And that's a weighty thing because he's going to learn how to become a spiritual man, how to be a faithful man by watching you. And it, it makes us, um, as men, be accountable. I mean, we're accountable to that. Your children are watching. Your families are watching. I mean, so so I need to act accordingly. You so, know what I mean? So where is he going to learn how to pray? Yep. Got to see it from Dad. He's got to see it. I mean, he's going to learn it by watching you do it as much as he's yep. going to read it in the Scriptures. Yep. Right? How does he learn about how to speak to a man, how to be that prophet-like <laughs> figure and talk to people? He watches you. That's exactly right. You, your children, uh, and, and, and you guys all know this, we're, we, before we were dads, we were sons. We were sons and, 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 and all that. So, you you know, parents sometimes say, do as I say, not as I do, you know, but that's not the way it works. It's <laughs> no, never, never going to be the way it works. So we we watch as children. We see. We pay attention. We we want to do it just like dad does or mom does or whoever. And, and, and if you didn't have a dad or a mom, you're looking at somebody. That's, that's, that's what I know. And, and, and I have a lot of guys and friends that I've worked with that, you know, didn't have a dad. So if, if they fatherlessness, to, yeah, fatherlessness, curse, if, man. so if they, if they need to look at something, we as men need to be giving them that example of like, how do we do stuff? How do we, how do we operate? Why do we operate that way? Because right. we're setting the, we're setting the standard. So. And if you focus on Jesus, literally, in your alone time, you will do it on the spiritual and the physical, just Amen. a byproduct of it. Yeah. Amen. These, they're, they're intertwined, right? They're, yep. they're intertwined. Can't help but do it. You can't help. You, you and I teased and laughed, but if, you know, take 10 years from now, if some guy shows up to take Esri on a date and he's nope. just a scrapper and he doesn't even have the cash in his pocket to, to, to buy dinner and she's got to, you know, pony up and buy dinner. Like this ain't happening. I don't care how well you can pray. I don't care how well you can talk. I don't care how much Jesus you got in that regard. There's a portion in the physical. It's a fruit, right? It's the fruit of what's going on inside. And a mature man will be able to manage and do and and fulfill these things. That's 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 what he's one and the same. You can't have one without the other. Amen. So Mike, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me guys. Thank you for listening to the Kavod family podcast. Please like, share, and leave us a review. If you've enjoyed this content, or if you're familiar with some of our programs and partners in the Kavod Family Network, 
please consider becoming a donor at Kavod Family slash donation. God is in the process of restoring all things to himself. That begins with the person. That person is part of a family, and that family belongs to a community. Kavod Family is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry.